the old Australian dream is a broken model, mate. Mm. Uh, the idea of getting a good job, focusing on your career, uh, paying off your home loan and sticking money into super and then assuming that you're going to be able to live comfortably uh, later in life uh, is going to see and is seeing a lot of us Aussies see their lifestyles fall off the cliff. Yeah. And, uh, trying to survive in penny-pinching poverty in yeah. the golden years when you would expect that you're actually kicking back and enjoying yeah. your work so hard. Welcome to Get Invested on the Property Hub podcast channel, the leading weekly show to help you unlock your full self-health and wealth potential. I'm your host, Bushy Martin, and each week I go deep with the best investors, experts, leaders, and founders to find out what it takes to break free from the grind, discover freedom, and live by design. Subscribe now and join me and get invested in the life you really want. Let's get started. Hi, Freedom Fighters. Welcome to another episode of the Property Hub's Get Invested podcast. I just wanted to jump in to let you know that today we're running a special episode where the tables have been turned and I'm on the receiving end of some great questions. I was recently humbled to be a guest on the Finance and Property Survival Guide, Survival Guide podcast, I can't even say it, with Damien Hoare. And on the strength of our great conversation, we've decided to reshare it with you today. Now, this is a really important interview because I got to share a lot of advice that I wish I'd received when I was starting out. It would have helped me to avoid a lot of my early mistakes, and I hope it helps you to do the same. My chat with Damien is full of insights on investing, finance, budgeting, superannuation, and a whole lot more. And while we focused on the younger years, the lessons learned are just as applicable to you and anyone at any stage and at any age. I particularly enjoyed our conversation around superannuation and the common perception that your super is going to be enough to live on long-term when you retire. So you may be surprised by my response, so I keep a special eye and ear out for that. And before we get into it, I've got a very small favour to ask you. If you've ever liked or enjoyed any of the videos or podcasts that we've posted, wherever you enjoy watching or listening to Get Invested, can you please do me a quick favour and hit the subscribe button now? It helps the Property Hub platform and the likelihoods and livelihoods, shall I say, of our entire support team that all work hard to bring you the shows every week more than you know. And the bigger the Property Hub gets, the bigger the guests get. And for every new subscription, you're also helping to make the world a better place. Because by helping each other, we're also helping those less fortunate that have no voice and have no choice as we donate a day's worth of life-saving water to families in Tigray in Ethiopia through B1G1 or buy one, give one. So thank you in advance. Always get invested and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the show, people. Hope you're all doing well. First time guest on the show. He's got a podcast of his own that I'm sure we're going to let people know about very shortly. His name's Bushy Martin. How are you, sir? Absolutely uh, great, Damien, and uh, all the better for spending some time with yourself, mm. mate. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for the time. For people who may not be aware of who Bushy Martin is, could you just give us, I guess, the Cliff's notes of who you are and what you do? Yeah, well, with a name like Bushy, as you'd expect, I'm a boy from the bush, mate. And uh, was born and bred in the tiny two-horse town of Garope in Western Victoria mm. many years ago. I won't mm. say how many years ago, mate, because it was a, a long time back. <laughs> and I've spent many years, my, my life's actually been in two halves, Damien. Mm. 
So I, I often say A D B C. BC was before mm. my early life crisis, mm. and A D was after my divorce. Okay, okay. So, uh, so it's been very much in that uh, aspect. But what I, if what do I do now, uh, given the journey, which I'll tell you a little bit about shortly. But uh, what I really do now is I'm on a mad mission after investing in. Uh, property and other things for many years now and, and now join the fruits that, that come out of that. I'm a bit of a mad mission to wake up and shake up as many hardworking Aussies as I, as I can of the need to invest because, again, we'll talk about this more shortly, but the old Australian dream is a broken model, mate. Mm. Uh, the idea of getting a good job, focusing on your career, paying off your home loan and sticking money into super and then assuming that you're going to be able to live comfortably later in life is going to see and is seeing a lot of Aussies see their lifestyles fall off the cliff yeah. and trying to survive in penny-pinching poverty in yeah. the golden years when you would expect that you're actually kicking back and you enjoy yeah. it and you work so hard. So, yeah, okay. so I'm really on a mad mission to do that. And I, I guess we, myself and our business know how we do that in, in four key ways, mate. Uh, so the first part is uh, information and inspiration. So it's it's talking to great people like yourself, Damien, to share knowledge and to wake people up on the opportunity they have and the need they have to start yeah. getting invested now. Uh, and then for those that we work with individually, there's four things we do. So uh, one of those is really helping people get clear on exactly how do they want to live, mm. what does that lifestyle cost, what sort of a nest egg do they need to create to get there? And then what sort of an investment strategy do they need to adopt to make that happen? So that's the first thing. Right. And then beyond that, we support that with a, I've got a team of finance brokers in behind us uh, because uh, as I've, I've learned the hard way, property is definitely a game of finance and the strategy, mm -hmm. the structure, the capacity, the risk minimization and the cost of whatever you invest in is going to be very much driven by uh, the essential need of finance. Yeah. And then the, the final bit, uh, which is something that uh, we're doing a lot more of now, and it's really emerged out of need rather than anything else, is that uh, for a lot of investors, we become their uh, independent eyes, ears, arms and legs to sit on their side of the table mm. and then keep uh, everyone honest in relation to the independent professionals that you're going to need to surround yourself to make all this happen mm. because there's a lot of vested inter interest in investment yep. and in property in particular. Yep. And the average person uh, might be very good at what they do, but when it comes to uh, understanding the ins and outs of investment and the devil's always in the details, then uh, there's a lot of people uh, who talk a good story in property. Yep. But, uh, the fruit doesn't match up with it. You know, the walk doesn't match the talk. So yeah. uh, we've we've become the John West of property, I guess, is the best description. You know that old John West ad where it's the it's the tuna that John West rejects that makes sure they give you the best. I well, feel terrible, but nah. <laughs> well, it, it's it, it. Google it. It's still around. Okay. I, I'm, yeah. I'm so old, but they, they yeah, yeah, okay. And, and we 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 adopt that uh, exercise right. property yeah, now. Yeah, so, okay. So we we become your. We sit on your side of the table as the client. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we vet the the properties and advice that's been given, yeah. making sure it's actually yeah. is truly in alignment with what the investors yeah, yeah. achieve. Uh, so, so that's become a real value. And, and again, I'm, I'm a shock of a bad analogies, uh, Damien. But uh, I guess we've sort of positioned ourselves as people's orchestra leaders. So we'll help you write yeah. your life symphony in terms yeah, of the yeah, yeah. 
and then we'll become your orchestra conductor mm. to introduce the right instrument and the right player at the right time yeah. to produce the results that are going to end, help you get to where you want to be when you want to get there. Yeah, okay. It's interesting, like talking a bit of, I guess, insider baseball with the mortgage broking side of things, right? I heard another broker tell me at a luncheon once year when I first sort of got into it alongside my dad who runs the business. It's like a Sherpa. You, you have the expertise and you have the knowledge to sort of work, walk the right path to get to where they're trying to go because you've done it hundreds of times. And people, for some reason, there's a mindset that you can handle your money by yourself. There's a bit of a DIY attitude in, in, in money, uh, but there isn't for like getting your car fixed. So I, I sort of get where you're coming from with that aspect. Do you? Yeah. yeah. The, the two aspects that today. Uh, which you well pointed out because you need to surround yourself with independent professionals. And I emphasize the word independent here who walk their own talk. So, you know, I don't never have listened to anyone who doesn't do what they're suggesting I do. Mm. That's the first thing, but also you don't want to outsource your accountability either. Mm. So you need to invest enough in your knowledge so that you can manage your managers yeah. and sift the BS from the, yeah. from the rest to determine whether what they're telling you is actually going to be in your yeah. best. So that's that's it's a bit like that old analogy, mate. If if you needed life-threatening uh, uh, surgery from a brain tumour, you wouldn't go to Bunnings, grab a scalpel, some no. and some metho and have a no, crack no, no. the onto way to home. And same, no. if I'm a bit of an AFL fan, so I don't hold yeah, that against yeah. me, but uh, <laughs> you know, you, if you were trying to win a long-term game of footy, you wouldn't rock up yourself and try and play the best players in the league. You, you'd own the team and have the team yeah. strategy and make sure you've got the best possible player in each yeah. position to be kicking your goals, not not mm. someone else's. Do you? Before we get into, I guess, some more of the, the, the questions, do you find that a lot of people are really, really not aware of the direction their life is going? Does that make sense? Like people, I don't know the right word. I don't want to say sleepwalking, but like, you notice that a lot of people just don't really think about this much until it matters too much and it's a bit too late. It's generally too late, actually, Damien, in our experience. So the very first question, when when we help people in the property or finance sphere, the very first question we ask them is, what's your ideal lifestyle look like? Okay. And we normally get crickets or tumbleweed or, or very strange expressions like, What's that got to do with the uh, getting a loan or buying a property? And uh, our response to that is everything. Hmm. If you're not clear on where you're going and not clear on where you want it, when it went up, then you're uh, at the mercy of the next best thing that comes along. Yep. And I, I get to see, I, I, you know, I, you can tell by my creases and grey hair, Damien, that I've uh, been having these conversations for a long time. Yeah. Uh, we get to see a lot of people have what I call their O oh shit super moment it's like oh shit my super's not going to be enough to to sustain my lifestyle yeah uh, bushy pull a rabbit out of the hat for me and yeah. you retire in five years and i always say yeah. oh, i've got some bad news for you yeah uh, you'll be working for at least another 15 years to put yourself in a position where you can even consider reducing your work yeah okay and like to sort of blow up my own spot here i do mortgages for a living and it's how i make money but I also feel like there's a bit too, I, I wonder sometimes if uh, there's a lot too many people in this industry that say property's the only thing and they're a buyer's agent. And I just go, all right, like, yeah, I get it. Property's great. All with you. But like, 
it's not the only thing. Is that sort of along the same line of thinking you have where like it's not going to suit everybody and everybody's going to be different? 100%. And, and again, it's going to be determined what you invest in. And 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 let's be straight up here. I, I think it's property and equities and super and uh, other investment classes mm. because the diversification is really important. It's not an it's not an or uh, decision. It's not property or this. It's and mm. uh, because you, you need to at the right time you need to invest in the next thing that's going to get you to the next step. So you know, I, let me talk about my own example, mate. I mm. when I started, uh, you know, I had a. A, uh, that early life crisis at the tender age of 33. I was mm. on the bones of my bum, Damien. I, I had yeah. I had an old beat-up car and a bunch of cassettes to my name at that stage. It was a okay. round zero start again moment for me, yeah. which was a massive wake-up call. I really yeah. spent a couple of years uh, looking myself in the mirror and going, right, what are you going to do differently to not end up in this same okay. again? And uh, I actually started in, uh, I started trading uh, uh, I was actually a day trader for a period uh, doing uh, CFDs yeah, right. to actually build up enough money to to then put into property because I, I did enough research and, okay. and I'm a mad reader, mate. So I was right, like, okay. how can I make this safe, affordable and easy uh, to actually put me in a position where I've got my time back so that uh, my income needs are not relying on me to generate them. Okay. Uh, and uh, property is certainly, in terms of growth, is a really good vehicle to do that. But once you get to the once your nest eggs are the size that you need it to be, mm. you then need to uh, rationalise that and and turn it into more cost effective cost effective income streams. So, mm. uh, the, and there, index funds, commercial properties. Uh, there are other uh, assets at that point in time that are actually going to be more effective than than leaving your money sitting in property necessarily. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and it was a question I wanted to get to, but it feels like it's probably pertinent to do it now. Um, with the superannuation conversation, I'm like the type of people that you'll work with, what's the age range? Is it too varied or do the people who have the oh shit super moment, do they tend to be on maybe the closer to retirement side of the spectrum age-wise? Yeah, well, yeah, they are. Yeah. So the ones that go oh shit, uh, they're, they're generally early, sort of late 40s, early 50s, and they've actually sat down and either spoken to someone or had to think about it and gone, yeah. oh, we're going to be way short. Yeah. The, the real danger for someone in their 20s is, and this is this is something that I really encourage people not to do, is is fool yourself into thinking that you've got time. Because right. I'd say, I, I often hear, yeah, that's okay, Bushy, uh, I'll get around to it when I've got time or yeah. when I've got more time or mm. uh, I get that excuse all the time. The, the if you really want to uh, secure your future and put yourself in, in a position and make it a safe, easy walk yeah. rather than trying to climb a cliff at the end and yeah. uh, put yourself under all sorts of risk, then start now. Yeah, uh, absolutely now, and 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 we, we can talk about how to start mm. now uh, shortly because it was, it was part of what I uh, uh, thought might be useful to. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, and I think so. Like. My history about super is not super great, so I'm pardon the pun. So I'm not sure whether it's um completely correct. But my idea was that I think super came out in the '90s with Keating. Yeah. Okay. So I think of super almost as a financial asset. So like Keating and whoever else came up with it is almost thinking, 
a lot of people are not going to protect themselves by saving enough money. So we're going to make sure they save so they've got a nest egg. And a lot of people that might be realizing, oh, shit, my super is not going to be enough in retirement are people that didn't have super throughout their whole working life. They got it in, let's say, their 30s. Let's Let's guess. So I wonder, like, the average balance for super at the moment tends to be around a million dollars at retirement. And then they say, you know, do I think it's a million. I might be wrong on that stat. But uh, then they say, you know, divide that by the number of years you're going to be out of the workforce and hoping to be alive. You get that figure and they say, is that going to be enough to suit your lifestyle? And it's this big, you know, wake up call. Do you think people my age who are going to have a lot bigger, I'm assuming a lot more sizable super balance, do you think that my generation might be one of the first generations that doesn't have to worry about investing the same way because of where super's balances might be for my age when I hit 60. I've been putting super money away since I was 15, I think. Does that make sense? It does. Well, it, it, that's a really good question, actually, Damon, because, uh, and, and I want to put some shape around this yeah. uh, so that, that we can start to uh, see how this fits into the, okay. into the jigsaw. But, uh, you know, I've done a lot of research on this over the years. And in my book, The Freedom Formula, I've sort of broken this down uh, blow by blow to look at, well, what does a, a comfortable lifestyle cost in today's dollars? Mm. And uh, I, as I say, I've done a lot done a lot of research on it. I'm not okay. a financial planner. And so, yep, you know, yep. everything I'm talking about here is just general information. So yeah, don't yeah. take it as gospel. But uh, about a hundred for a couple that don't have a home loan, about 120 grand a year is what you need to have anything uh, even closely approaching a comfortable lifestyle. Okay. Now, comfortable lifestyle for me is being able to travel overseas at least once a year and have a number of holidays during the year to have a decent car, a nice home, and actually be able to renovate and upgrade it over over time. It's being able to eat out uh, with with uh, friends uh, and family uh, when you need to. Mm. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm talking about a comfortable lifestyle, not a, a Tight, tight ass lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, because the the super, if you, you rely on the, let's look at the pension, the age pension right now. The age pension for couples about thirty five grand a year. Now, mate, if you do your maths on that, uh, that's not a lot to survive on. No. And 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 you're back to no car, mm. uh, uh, relying on coupons to get the occasional yeah, takeaway, yeah, yeah, cutting yeah. your own hair. Uh, I mean, it's a, that's a pretty grim existence, mate. Yeah. Uh, so if 120 grand is about the figure, that, that means that your income-producing nest egg uh, that's going to give you 120 grand based on a sort of a 5% return needs to be $2.4 million. Mm. Now, uh, so a million dollars of super uh, that, that you mentioned before, if, if you actually look at where people's supers are at and where they're projected to be, not many of them are going to get to million dollars either by the way right okay uh, so i think there's a, a bit of a gap in the equation and one of the other fallacies i think with this with what you mentioned before is okay well you're going to have this million dollars when you retire at, yeah. at the moment 67 it used to be 60 yeah. 65 went to 67 it'll be 70 okay, okay. longer just keep pushing out and changing yeah numbers. yeah yeah uh, then the danger is if you're going right i'm going to live for 20 years uh so i just apportion out and divide it and that that's enough mm. i reckon that's a scary way to live mate because for sure. With where medical science is heading, uh, you know, the, a lot of us will be living to a hundred and more. Yeah. Uh, so if if you're just dividing up, my, my view is if you build a nest egg that you never spend the nest egg, but you live off the proceeds of the nest egg, you can effectively live forever 
Yeah. And you've also got a, a massive legacy that you can pass for on sure, to the family sure. when you pass away. So, so sort of circling back, if $2.4 million is what you need, you give yourself 120 grand a year, mm. then let's have a look at, because I, I, I did a bit of mass on this, mate, because I just out of interest to see yeah. how this actually sits. And uh, the uh, average super balance of 18 to 29-year-olds in Australia at the moment is between 7,000 and 25 grand. That's the current okay. balance today. Right, right, right. Uh, do you know what yours is? 29. I checked it yesterday. Okay. So you're, you're a bit better than the average. So, if, so yeah, you're doing all right there. <laughs> but let's say it's 25 grand. Yeah, yeah. And the average salary of 21 to 34 year olds in Australia right now is about 62,400 bucks a year. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's going to be people below that and there's going to be people above For sure. that. Yeah. But if we just use those as a bit of an example and we plug that in into some super calculators to work out what sort of a, a, a super balance you're going to have at retirement age at 67 currently, mm -hmm. then what do you think that number is going to be? If you if you put 11% into your super every year uh, uh, as inflation and everything else do, does right. work over, over the next... I wouldn't say more than two. I'd say under two. Yeah, well, you're, you're dead right there. Do you know what it actually is? No. Uh, because I've, I've done this. I've plugged okay. it in. Okay, yeah, yeah. How uh, much? It's 481000 mate. That's the that's the balance at retirement? Yeah, based on a 7 Yeah, okay, shit. Okay. So that's a, that's based on a 7.5% return. Yeah, right. Is, again, that's, that's fairly average. Yeah. Now, now, a 480 grand super balance, based on preserving that nest egg and just living off it okay. on a 5% return, is going to give you about 24 grand a year to live on. Is yeah, that okay. You think no, that's for it? sure. And no, no, I agree with you there. And like um, another part of it too is when, from what you mentioned with the 33,000 a year for the age pension and a couple, um, that's, that's, that's a, 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 that's a, that's a, what's the word? That's a terrible amount of money to live off if you own your house and you don't have to pay a mortgage or anything. So no, I'm with you there. So that's, that's interesting. I didn't know, I haven't done those figures. Like I'm, it, my, my ideas about it are purely based on, I guess, just yeah. how I've developed it in my head. So it's interesting to put numbers to it. And even if they raise the amount of money from your income that goes to super, I'm not sure that's going to make up a huge shortfall. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll cop cop the L on that one, Bushy. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to, I guess, the the other parts of this conversation I wanted to have, we'll switch over from investing for a bit. You obviously went through, I guess, the biggest life change for yourself in your 30s. Um, so maybe the advice you would give that person would be different to someone you, who was 25. But if you could go back to the 25-year-old version of you, what would you say to that person? Uh, really simple, uh, mate. I'd say get invested in yourself and your future today. Mm. Don't put it off because right. later never happens, mate. We we all know that uh, later is a date that never eventuates. And the, the one thing that I really want to reinforce is that time is mo your most valuable and scarcest resource, mm. uh, Damien. So uh, the question that uh, I would be getting myself to ask myself every day is how can I invest my time now to get more of my time back uh, so that uh, I can then achieve whatever version of fulfillment uh, you define yeah. to do things that are really important that give you right. joy and help others. So uh, to me, uh, a lot of people talk about financial freedom and, and all the other stuff. Uh, I, and that's a pretty loose, generic exercise. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think life's actually about fulfillment, mate. And and I've I've come to learn through the example of my good mother, uh, who was the most giving person that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting, apart from my my now wife Sonia. Mm. And, and I, I think fulfillment's really about giving freely to others without ever expecting anything in return. And, and you don't know how fulfilling that is until you do it. I mean, mm. I, I I was in some ways blessed because uh, my good mother was diagnosed with um, stage four lung cancer and was given uh, 12 months to live about, this is back in about 2014. Mm. And uh, I'd, I'd had the, I, I guess the good fortune of following my dying father's advice 10 years earlier uh, to say, son, stop working for money and getting money to work for you. Uh, I was able to take 12 months off and look after mum uh, and take her through the the highs, the lows, the tears, the laughter and the reminiscing uh, to see her pass comfortably at home with myself and my brothers around her. Mm. And uh, uh, the sort of takeaway home for me was that being able to give back to her, I took 12 months off and just spent spent that time with mum because, you know, I was born into a family where I was extremely well looked after and I, and I felt that I, I needed to give back mm. in a way that was meaningful to her. I would never have been able to do that if I hadn't taken dad's advice uh, a fair bit earlier in uh, getting invested uh, so that money was working for me, mate, because mm. uh, I, I was had the privileged position of being able to do that. So I'd really encourage people to uh, really wake up and shake themselves up to uh, get some urgency around getting invested firstly in knowledge and then and secondly investing in things beyond just savings and, and spending money because it's a real issue and I, I really like to get people to develop what I call the power of parallel vision to have one eye uh, very focused on what your ideal lifestyle looks like in the future so that's your tomorrow eye Okay. And then your other eye is the today eye. So that and and that means that what you're doing today is based around that question: uh, is what I'm doing today and the choices I'm making taking me closer to where I want to be, yeah, or further away? So yeah. I really encourage people to to start doing that and keep asking that question: What can I invest my time in today that's going to give me more time back mm. uh, down the track? And I, I guess the, the other thing that I'd be saying to you, uh, yeah. everyone. And this is this is the big learning for me when I hit 33. I, I got dragged along by a mate to a Robert Kiyosaki conference in Adelaide. He was actually there live at the time. Mm. And he said that the, the moment uh, passive income becomes part of your life, your life will change forever. Mm. And, and uh, almost overnight, mate, I became what I now affectionately refer to as passive aggressive. I became mm. aggressive about pursuing passive income opportunities. So everything I did from that day onwards, whether it be in business, in my career and in our mm. uh, personal and professional investment lives, had to had to tick three boxes. Everything I did had to create residual income. Mm. Had to be something that grew in value, and it had to be something that was saleable. So our, mm. we got into property management. We grew a uh, finance breaking business. Okay. Uh, all of those, as you would know, uh, you, you know the, the good thing about being a mortgage broker, Damien, is that you're building a trail book that gives you an ongoing income stream. Yeah. Uh, and there's also a saleable asset when, when and if you decide to sell that at some stage. So mm. so everything we've done since that point is doing that. And I would very much encourage everyone to start thinking that way. Yeah. And switch, their, switch their thinking from spending to saving, from income to investment, and from work to wealth. There's a, yeah. there's a very different way of looking at life when you start to take that. And the, the easy way to do that, and, and everyone can do this right, right here, right now, is just to start saving 10 to 20% of your income. Yeah. It's really as simple as that. 
And, yeah. and what I mean by that is uh, just set up a uh, what I call a freedom savings account. And I, in my book, The Freedom Formula, I go into a bit of detail on this, Damien, and I, I, again, another really bad analogy, but I call it the kick-ass auto-saver system, where you just need three accounts that are going to remote control manage your money so you don't have to worry about it. Right. And the, the way of doing that is that if you start thinking about splitting your money up into what I call the 20-50-30 rule, and then just have three accounts that capture those, uh, the first being the freedom account where all of your pay goes into uh, and 20% of that stays there to accumulate over time. Uh, 50% goes into an essentials account, yeah. uh, which is a credit card that never leaves the house. It never ends up in your wallet, and you, you've never got it there to spend it on things outside of setting up direct debits. Bills and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to pay your utilities, your phone, your, your, your yeah. rates if you've got a home, all of that stuff goes out of that. And then that leaves 30% uh, ending up in your living account, which is a debit card. And therefore, the only thing you need to focus on is how much is left in the debit card between now and the next pay. And you can mm. spend that how you like, but when it's gone, it's gone. You don't touch the the other two accounts and, and they start to do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, once you've got that set up, that freedom account, once you've got, say, a thousand bucks or thereabouts uh, built up in that freedom savings account, then the next thing I would suggest you do is simply open an index fund or an ETF, you know, a Vanguard index fund, yeah, again, yeah. not a financial planner, so you but, yeah, something general information, and then then to put uh, half of your savings into that, and then just do it forever. That mm. becomes set and forget, and it'll do a couple of things. It could become the the deposit for uh, a property if you go down that road. If you don't and you leave it there, then that's going to go a long way. Uh, towards uh, contributing to your lifestyle down the yeah. track. So, you know, a, a Vanguard index, for example, and I've got nothing to do with Vanguard. I've just, yeah. I'm just uh, other than uh, looking at it personally, they average about 9% returns over the last 40-odd yeah. years. Uh, and as you probably know, a 7.2% return is going to double your money every 10 years. Mm. So, uh, so that, that you know, that that would be advice I would I would take uh, if I was back in 25. Those are things I would I Yeah, would okay. Do. And, it, and again, if if uh, if yourself or any of your listeners want the details on that kick-ass saver system, just email me at hello at knowhowproperty.com. Okay. You know, I'll just spare you the, yeah, the yeah. chapter. I've, I've devoted a whole chapter of the book yeah, to Yeah, no, it. that'd be cool. That'd be cool for sure for the listeners. Like, can you speak towards, I guess, or speak on, you've mentioned on this podcast and other things I've listened to you speak on that you you read a lot. Like, you're always trying, you're always curious. And I've noted that that is, it's a... Uh, it's almost been invaluable in my own life to be curious and to be okay being wrong and being challenged on my views to sort of form my own views in a different way that's a little more nuanced and a lot slower. Like I don't have very set opinions on anything because they change every couple of months, it feels like. But could you sort of speak on that that aspect of you and your life and how valuable it's been for educating yourself and how that's helped? Absolutely critical, uh, Damien. I'm an absolute lifetime learner, mm. and and uh, and that curiosity that you talk about is an absolute uh, essential. I think okay. because if you're you're continu continuously questioning things, then you're continuously learning things. And 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 let's be honest. Someone quoted once. I, I love this quote. I've never learned anything from someone who agrees with me. Mm. So yeah. I actually like being challenged. Yeah. I, I like talking to people who have different views to what I do because it gets me really thinking. And if you go in with an, an open mind 
and, and without uh, prejudging the exercise, you might just learn something from that experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'll give you an example. Uh, when I uh, first got into the finance breaking arena, you know, I, I went from being an architect and a project manager into into finance breaking. I knew zero about finance breaking, Damien. Uh, and, and so I, I spoke to every finance broker in Adelaide that was living in Adelaide at the time, every finance broker in town, until I found uh, the guy that I thought had the same sort of values and approach that I was comfortable with. And then I said, I want to come and work for you. Uh, and we ended up being in business together. Mm -hmm. But I said to him from the outset, I'm going to be an absolute pain in the ass. I'm going to ask you questions and keep yeah. asking until I understand it. So get ready for it. And sure enough, I was a pest, mate. I was an absolute <laughs> pest. I, yeah. I don't how he put up with me, I'll never know. Yeah. But but the more questions I asked and where I took it on, the more comfortable mm. I was, the the my fear reduced. I, okay. I got easier with it. And that, that applies to investing as well. I, mm. I just don't take anything for granted. I question the hell out of things yeah. and keep questioning it until it feels right and I get a sense of what is right for me because there's no one way to invest it's what's the right way to suit you and your circumstances yeah. and your sleep 100 yeah okay yeah and like i've also noticed that most people i reach out to to ask for help or ask to learn from like yourself or a lot of other people most of them are super passionate about passing on some information and helping do you get what i mean yeah i i, I that the moment you think you know it all you're in trouble because there's mm. a very very fine line between arrogance and ignorance yeah, uh, in my experience, yeah. Damien. So if you if you can uh, sort of embrace that uh, childhood curiosity that we all mm. all came into this world with, and and keep pursuing that, that you know the what you'll learn. And the other thing's important too, I think, is that uh, one of the big mistakes that people make around money and and property and investment generally is they'll make a mistake and then they'll they'll get burnt fingers and walk away and never do it again. Uh, my view, and you know, we go, go back to that childhood example, if we took that approach to learning to walk or riding a bike, the first time we fell over and we stopped doing it, we'd still be in nappies crawling around on the ground. Yeah. So uh, my view is the mistakes that you make are your actually your biggest learning opportunities. Yeah. Because if you take the time to reflect on, well, why did that happen? What do I need to do differently next time? And, and take it from there then that, that's really going to put you on the right path. And, and this might sound crazy, but and while it was devastating for me at the time, when, when I lost my marriage and I lost my family at 33, having been an architect for 17 years and putting my heart and soul in, into that, and I, and I was a workaholic, mate, so right. I'm not surprised my uh, wife got sick of me and, and uh, pulled the pin. I, I deserved it, actually, because I was right. an abs absentee father. It was totally focused on work and worked seven days a week, 14 hours a day for years on end which is held off when I think back on it now. But uh, when when that came to grief, that was my biggest wake-up call. And mm. I spent two years almost as a recluse. And I had I had more counselling after the marriage went belly up than I did before because I wanted to really understand who I was, what I needed to change, yeah. and what things I needed to do differently, not to end up back in the same position sometime down the track. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how... Um... I feel like there's a book talking about this or there might be several, but pretending that everything that happens to you is your fault has been a really valuable thing for me. Uh, and it also gives you a more nuanced way of looking at the world to then be able to humbly know when something wasn't your fault. Does that make sense? Cause you really, I really analyze things 
to know whether I'm at fault or I could have done something better. So then when I know, when I feel like I haven't done anything wrong, I'm so confident in it because I think about it so much. But that's super powerful that you can look back on something that's a quite traumatic experience to at least understand your pla- your your role in it. There's a lot of people that can't do that. Well, um, I, unfortunately, there's a, lo- a growing uh a growing concern I have in Australia and elsewhere is the, mm. is the you know, the, it might be too hard a word, but the victim mentality that's growing up where we've always got something else or someone else to blame. The, the finger's always going out. But, you know, as you know, if you're pointing the finger at someone else, there's at least three pink fingers pointing yeah. back at itself. And my, my belief has always been if, if there's been a, an issue or a problem uh, with me and someone else, I'm at least yeah. 50, I'm at least 50% yeah. of the problem. Mm. So, so, and the other thing is if you think that, uh, leaving one situation and going to another is going to be any different, you're taking yourself with you. So yeah. uh, you're, you're still there. And unless you're having a good look in the mirror and really yeah, reflecting yeah. on uh, your attitudes, outlooks, yeah. beliefs, and what and what you're doing, then nothing's ever going to change. Yeah, 100%. I feel like the last 40 minutes has gone really quick. And I've got more questions, but I also understand you've probably got busy things to do too. So um, if you're happy to do this again, I've got way more questions for you. Do you want to just let people know if they enjoy listening to to you speak and listening to your ideas about the world, where they can find more of you and and plug the book and all of that as well, if you'd want? Yeah, well, a, a couple of things, I guess. Like yourself, I'm a big believer in the power of podcasts. So because, you know, if you're in someone's ears for a period of time, uh, the knowledge can can grow and the, the level of comfort can grow. So uh, reach out to the Property Hub where we've got, a, a short form uh, pod segments under the Realty Talk Show. And I've, I've got the real pleasure of uh, co-hosting that with Kevin Turner, who's just an industry giant that's been around for donkey's years. Mm. Uh, and then I do the long form uh, chats like this on the Get Invested podcast, but just, okay. just search for Property Hub Australia and yeah. you'll be able to access both of those. If you want a free copy of my book, Get Invested, uh, which is part one of the uh, Freedom Formula, then just jump on our website, knowhowproperty.com.au and you can get a free download electronic version or just pay for the postage to get a a hard copy. And then if you want to learn a little bit more about the property investment uh, space and and the sort of process and the fundamental uh, principles that surround that, I've done a a free seven-part podcast series that people can tap into called the Property Wealth Bootcamp. And again, you can access that on knowhowproperty.com.au forward slash property wealth. And that's just a free resource that people can start to immerse themselves in and decide because ultimately, Damien, all I want people to do is at least expose themselves to enough information to make a much more informed decision on whether this is right for them or not. Because it's not going to be right for everyone, as you said at the outset. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people make that decision with zero information or just talking to uh, mum and dad or, or a couple of friends, yeah. and they may, may not have uh, done it themselves. If you at least give yourself the opportunity to to soak it all in and understand how the jigsaw works and then make a decision whether, no, this is not right for me, or yes, it is, I want to know more, then you've done the right thing. Easy, easy. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate you you doing this. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to do it again, I hope. My pleasure, mate. I'd, I'd love easy. to come back and talk. Any Anytime I can talk about property, I'm there with uh, all bills are ringing, mate. Easy, mate. Easy. Thanks for tuning in to Get Invested on the Property Hub podcast channel, your home for property investment insights and inspiration. And don't leave yet until you've taken the next step towards living by design. By getting 
my award-winning book, Get Invested, absolutely free when you sign up at knowhowproperty.com.au or bushymartin.com.au. And finally, make sure you subscribe to Property Hub to get your weekly dose of Get Invested inspiration along with every episode of Realty Talk, Australia's leading property show for red-hot property investing news and insights direct from industry leaders and influencers. Remember to always get invested in your knowledge and I look forward to seeing you next time.